Let me know when you have one, and I'll ask you the question, and then we can just cut it in seamlessly. Oh, yeah. Nobody's going to know. Our audience isn't even going to be able to figure it out. No. They'll never know. They'll never know. Unless you leave all this in. (laughs) Oh, God. Well, I'll make sure to tell the editor to cut this out. Yeah. Don't fuck it up. Don't mess this up. Hello and welcome back to J&J Lose the Plot, a podcast about two friends just hanging out and watching movies and stuff. I'm Josh. And I'm Joel, and this week we're talking about Iron Giant. I almost forgot the movie we were talking about. That could have been a disaster. Yeah, (laughs) just an hour of silence. (laughs) But uh, yeah, this is actually one of my favorite movies of all time. Like, if, if not my favorite movie ever. Well... Yeah, so I'm I'm very excited for this one. Cool. Well, let's jump right in. Okay. Want want to start off with synopsis? Yeah. A short. Josh Josh's bite. Yeah, Josh's bite. Uh, we got a young boy named Hogarth finds a giant alien robot with the mind of a child. Hogarth teaches the giant about Earth and the humans that live there, while a government agent tries to track them down. And uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much the gist of it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you haven't seen this movie before, audience, you need to see this movie. Like this yeah, is very good. This is such an animation, especially staple. if you're an animation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This this seems like the the best thing that you can study and and learn about storytelling mm-hmm. through animation well, between, and visuals. Between this one and uh, Sword in the Stone, like how to draw hands and how to draw faces, like that's the two characters that are mostly used. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's it's absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you want to just jump right into like chatting about what we thought about the movie? Yeah. Okay. Um. So I guess my first impressions of this movie. I watched this movie like when I was very young. Um, mm-hmm. When did it come out? This came out in 1999. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, I I remember seeing this when I was very young. Um, I saw it on VHS. I got a Classic. yeah, I got a VHS copy of it and it came with like a tiny little iron giant action figure. Ooh. Yeah, and it was like he he was like standing completely straight up and his arms and legs moved. And That's cool. I remember absolutely loving this movie even as a kid. Uh-huh. And uh I it was definitely one that I had on rotation and watched over and over again and uh yeah, this was uh, very uh instrumental yeah it was definitely a staple in my childhood yeah for me unfortunately like around 2000 there was a time that i was kind of like ah animations for babies because i was graduating at that point right and then so i kind of stopped watching animations for a few years and i feel like i missed really good ones right you graduated grade school around then uh, I graduated high school in 2005 so i would have been like yeah i guess middle school i would have like finished middle school and then you're trying to be like, you know, you're trying to be an adult and adults don't watch animation. Right. So, but it only lasted like a, a few years. And yeah, so then I, I think I watched Iron Giant. I'm trying to remember the first time I watched it. I mean, I, I, I took a few years off between high school and college, so mm-hmm. I probably watched it during then, but then most, a lot in college as well. Right. That's when I really like, in college was really when I started like catching up on all the shit I missed. Right. 
You know, I I also had that kind of um weird age where I was like, nah, I'm not into animation anymore. That's for babies. Yeah. Like I forget for babies. it. Like, Pokemon, I, get out of here, even though I love you so goddamn much. <laughs> um and it, I don't know, it wasn't it wasn't that like and it wasn't necessarily that I didn't like it. It's just that I think I felt embarrassed to Yeah, I think so. Like tell the world that I liked animation. Yeah, you know, as, me a, too. as a so like kid in high school. So it kind of yeah. died off a little bit for me. And mm-hmm. then um Toy Story three came out and that right. really kind of sparked that they got you back drive here. for yeah, it, it really did. Growing up, Toy Story was was my favorite movie as a little kid. Mm-hmm. Like my rooms were blue with the white clouds and Amazing. I had every to- like Toy Story toy. Like I was obsessed. I was Andy as a kid, so nice. that was always kind of my drive to be an animator. Yeah. And then Beautiful. once I kind of lost that, um, Toy Story three came out, and it just kind of cemented the fact that that's exactly what I was going to be when I grew up was be an animator. And amazing, here you are. Yeah, here we are. Uh, for me, it was a different path. I didn't know at all. So for the audience, some of you in the audience that are lost, it mm-hmm. just takes a minute. Yeah. It just takes a few, a while. I bartended in for a while, and then I literally hit a sign on my way to work that was for animation school. Really? So I went. Yeah. I wouldn't recommend, I don't know, I, do your very do your hard homework on which school to go to because a lot of them are just garbage. Right. Um, ours, thankfully, was full of good teachers, but the school itself was not good. Um, so we got a decent education, but eh. Right, you know, but but, yeah, but you know now. what though, it, it goes to show you that if you're actually passionate about it and you work oh, hard, no matter if yes. you have good teachers or not, you're gonna make it. Yeah, you you definitely your output is exactly what you put in, so there's right. no magic or. And and sometimes kind of having a bad education, it spurs you. Yeah, it kind of gives you that yeah, motivation it takes a few to, years to kind of like to improve and to notice though. That's the problem is that if you yeah. don't know you had a bad education, like some people. Like they still don't know, so they still believe everything they right. learned, and then it's just like, no, oh, it's wrong though. So you gotta, you gotta mm-hmm. shift that thing, right? Anyway, but yeah, I guess I guess what we're trying to say is, uh, if you if you like something, if you're passionate about it, follow it. It doesn't yeah, just love it. Yeah, it doesn't matter what it is, and it doesn't matter if you're embarrassed by it or not. Yeah, yeah, just don't do anything bad or stupid. Yeah. Um, yeah. but I guess that kind of brings me to. Maybe you want to talk about a guy named Brad Bird. I don't know if you ever heard of him. You never heard of Brad no, I don't Bird? I think so. No, is he an actor? Uh, no, he's not an actor. Um, a movie star? He is not a movie star. Want to mm-hmm. guess one more? One more again? Uh, a director? Yes, he is, Joel. An animation director? Yes. I know he does live action too. Yeah, he's done live action as well. Thank you yeah. for playing along for my no great joke, by the way. Um, but yeah, he's the director of the Iron Giant and he, Ooh. he's one of my favorite directors and definitely, uh, one of my like animation heroes mm-hmm. uh, in the industry. He's, he's absolutely fantastic and his storytelling rivals any other filmmaker in Hollywood, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're okay with that, I want to kind of tell you a little bit of story, a little bit of backstory for Brad Bird and how he got into animation. 
Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Let's not talk about Iron Giant at all. Let's just talk about. Well, stuff. this is. The, I'm, I want to talk about the road to Iron Giant because this yeah, definitely. Right. This we're getting there, audience. His, Hold on. So his like story actually really ties into the story of Iron Giant. So there's a okay, reason beautiful. why I'm I'm bringing it up. Yeah, let's do it. Um. So as a kid, he's always been into animation, and he's watched like the classic Disney movies growing up, and he would go to the movie theater multiple times to see them. And mm-hmm. he made his own animated movie when he was really young and he sent it to oh, Disney and they loved it. So they actually brought him in and mm-hmm. um, like taught him a bunch of stuff. And then when he was old enough, he was an intern at Disney and he was taught by, I believe it was Milt Call, which right. is absolutely like mind blowing. If, yeah. if, if you don't know who Milt Call is, he's one of the best animators that's ever lived. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, and then from there, you know, he went back to school and, uh, he eventually joined Disney, but at the time Disney was kind of falling apart and yeah, they didn't really know who they were. Yeah. They didn't know who they were, what they wanted to be or what direction they were going. And they were kind of, this is, this is around the time too, where like the old classic Disney animators that, you know, a lot of these people grew up with were leaving. Yeah. So it was full of these kind of people who have never been directors before taking control and not knowing what to do and kind of running the animation studio into the ground. And Brad mm-hmm. Bird hated it. He would always protest this and kind of go against the directors and they fired him. Mm. Uh, so he, he left for a while and he was working on The Simpsons and a few other productions and um, unfortunately, during that time, uh, something tragic really happened. Um, oh. His sister was killed by gun violence. Oof. And he, That's yeah, and he, mm. was, he was really rough for a long time. Yeah. And um, he's, you know, that, that was around the time I think he was working on Simpsons that kind of brought him relief and, and kind of escape from this Mm -hmm. awful tragedy that had been going on, but he kind of lived with that and dealt with it for a really long time. Yeah. And um, then, you know, he did a couple of other projects and he was working for uh, Turner at the time and he was trying to get uh, the shadow done. He was also working on a uh, feature movie pitch called Ray Gun. And during that time, Warner Brothers bought Turner so they took oh. all of their assets, they took everything, and they absorbed that company that he was working for. And he had like, yeah. uh, he so it, he was kind of taken in with this project, and he finished mm-hmm. his contract. And then at that time, he was kind of like, well, now what? So they gate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were like, so Warner Brothers was pretty much like, uh, here's a bunch of animated projects. Take a look at all of the stuff that we've got, and let us know what you want to do, and we right. we can put you on that project. And oh, that's cool. Yeah. And the uh the one movie that piqued his interest the most was an animated musical called The Iron Giant. Really? Yep. Uh, uh The Iron Giant is based off of a children's book called The right. uh, The Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Not um Marvel's Iron Done. Man. It's yeah. like a, a children's book called The Iron Man. Okay. 
And yeah, Warner Brothers was trying to adapt it. And they had uh, uh, the, the lead singer of The Who. I can't remember his name. Right. The lead singer of The Who. It's not a music podcast. This is a movie mm, podcast. Yeah. Uh, but he, <laughs> he was attached to write all of the songs. Mm-hmm. For this musical, man, the animation uh, like not that I I don't like music and animation. Obviously, they go well together. Right, but like we're really obsessed with putting songs in animation. And like, it's just yes, I I agree what? with you, and I think that really has to Why? do with <laughs> with the fact that a lot of these executives or producers, when they see animation, mm-hmm. they tie it in with kids. So they're like, yeah. well, I don't know what a kid's like. Song and dance, just put it but in there. Something so, bright so and flashy weird. that they like, and it sucks because yeah, it then does. then we miss out on masterpieces like this. Yeah. Um. But, so what happened? Like, what changed the? Was it all Brad Bird or was so it the yeah? So the 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 movie was inspired by the Ted Hughes novel, mm-hmm. and that's also why um, Hogarth's last name is Hughes. Oh. Uh, but Ted Hughes's uh, wife committed suicide Oof. and he wrote the iron man to kind of help his kids grieve and get past that death and kind of learn and understand mm. what was going on and brad right. bird really kind of took to that and mm-hmm. and related to it and it helped him kind of get over his sister's death and he when reading the book he kind of had a thought and it was what if a gun had a soul and what if that gun didn't want to kill? Right. And that's where this whole s- new story for the Iron Giant kind of came about. And right. uh, when they were pitching the idea for the Iron Giant, he actually went rogue during the meeting and didn't tell anybody what he was going to pitch and then pitched the movie that we got today. Oh, wow. And, cool. and like you know, all the other story people were like, what the hell are you doing? But then all the executives mm-hmm. and everybody else were like, oh my God, write this down, write this down. And yeah, yeah, yeah. from there it was approved. And, yeah. and that's kind of where, uh, where that story came from. So it's cool. definitely a very personal story for Brad Bird. And it yeah. shows, I think, because yeah. the, the story, very concise. it is. Yes. Yeah. Um, it knows exactly what it wants to be, and it it just mm-hmm. does it. Well, let's jump. Let's jump right into what did you think about it? Yeah, like, I, obviously you love it, right? <laughs> Clearly, we can talk about it in twenty minutes. <laughs> but like, like, because for me, like, I love the character design. Mm-hmm. The story is very strong. Um, the dialogue is okay. It's probably it probably the weakest point. Like some of the just the 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 conversations, but I think that's just due to. The time that it was maybe made, right? It, it, but but yeah, no, it's still it's still very good. Um, I definitely get what you're saying with um, mm-hmm. some of the dialogue dialogue not necessarily feeling like it fits all the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I think that for the most part, what the, it's well, sorry, what? what was the budget for this? You know? Yes, I do know. Um, so that was actually kind of one of the the things that. Uh, made this movie suffer so much was the budget. Mm-hmm. It yeah. was a budget of forty eight million, right? Which and compared to other movies at the time, do you know? Um, that's that's about a third of the budget. Yeah, and they actually got half of the time they needed. Oof. Uh, so Tarzan also came out in nineteen ninety nine, yeah. and they had more than three times the budget, I believe, and they had five years to work on Tarzan, where. The Iron Giant team only had 
two and a half years. Oof. So literally half the, the time. Yeah. And it's amazing that we got this movie out of that. Yes, Be- absolutely. Because it, it's it's honestly a masterpiece. The story is very good. Everything mm-hmm. in the movie happens for a reason. Like yep. it, it just flows so nicely. One thing leads into another. It's so good to have an animation movie without like a kooky character. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There, there's really no character that's kind of that like zany sidekick. Yeah. Every character has like a purpose. If the, if and there's this only movie a few. Was redone, if this movie was redone, um, Hogart would have like a short friend. Oh, uh, don't even that say like that, Joel. Annoying. Don't even. You know I'm right. Don't even. No. Don't even will that into existence with that yeah. remake shit please please he, just, he would want lasagna he would be like garfield a little bit uh, oh like, no, you're ru- you're ruining this <laughs> please don't ruin this movie joel and then like there's probably it would probably be a musical uh, at some point no i don't want i don't want hogarth to have a lasagna garfield friend <laughs> sidekick oh no, please yeah. But it, but it's true. A, a lot of these, like a lot of animated movies, have those weird zany sidekicks to just yeah. shove yeah. humor into the to the story yes. to relate yeah. to kids. And yeah. this movie shows you that you don't need that. You no. you have. Well, a, I mean this this movie felt a lot more like a live action movie, but just animation, right? It, like for sure. That's kind of sad. That that's a fact because, like, I don't know. This is just a medium, so you could just do whatever you want in it. But we're so used to having animated movies be. You know, super cheerful, super bright, zany characters that yeah. offset the sadness. That this, I don't know, this one's well. That's pretty good. I mean, there was still there was still some like slastic moment that like when like they go to the bathroom and and the mom slams the door and it slams the head uh, the dude's head. Like, there's still some kind of animation staples like physical humor for sure. Um, and but, and I think that's very welcome in this story. Um, mm-hmm. because because yep. you would see that in other movies as well. Like like a lot yes. of the humor in this. You, you would see in a lot of action movies today. Yeah. You know, it, it, it fits very well, but it's it's done tastefully and for the story's sake. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, you can also point to another Brad Bird movie with The Incredibles. Mm-hmm. The Incredibles, like, it, it's a very great animated movie, but it could have easily been live action, too. Yes. Like yeah, th- exactly. Like it isn't. There's nothing in it that is inherently anim- animated, but mm-hmm. I think the animation medium really lends itself to these fantastical stories because you can well, do yeah, anything with it, right? And you believe animation a bit more than live action. Like mm-hmm. it takes a lot. It takes a lot of effort to make you believe that something's happening in live action, whereas animation you just sit there for the ride. Yeah. And yeah. Very, very good. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that the the story in this is absolutely fantastic um Mm -hmm. one thing just perfectly leads into another like uh when hogarth is sitting there eating junk food uh watching scary movies he goes to the antenna to fix it and then from there he he sees that the power is out and it leads to him going to the power plant and then Mm -hmm. he brings his gun to his bb gun to protect himself and it gets destroyed and left behind and then the the Mm -hmm. panel uh, that he switches off to save the giant. The giant has later on, and he gives to yeah. to Hogarth, and like everything is just so extremely, like. Do you think straightforward? Because of the budget, do I you think that like it was probably fluffier, and they had to cut a bunch of shit out. I I don't think so because no no because the Incredibles is pretty it was pretty concise right so, yeah I guess. And, and Ratatouille Bradford. as well. Yeah, 
That's true. Like everything, everything really lead like leads into the next, and it, the setup mm-hmm. is for in the moment for things to happen, but then it comes back later on in a satisfying way. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, I mean, they're telling a story, which is satisfying. Which right, it, which it, other, that sh- other other movies maybe tell multiple stories. Right, and it it really should be like that storytelling. Like it, mm-hmm. everything should be kind of connected and and should be kind of coherent. So yeah. I think that. This one, this story just does it so well. Although I guess, I guess this movie did start Bambi though. This was a prequel to Bambi because the the deer that was shot, right? That so that's Bambi's father. That oh really? And that yeah. Wait, nah, I don't know. Let me ba- up. Wait, if <laughs> but if that was Bambi's father, then it would be after uh-huh. Bambi because it's Bambi's wait, mother it... that dies. Oh beans. Yeah. Yeah, screw that up. Okay, but that's actually my favorite scene in the movie. Yeah, it's very good. Um, the the emotional punch from the giant learning about life and you know seeing a deer and and kind of having this bond with it and then mm-hmm. immediately seeing it die. Yeah, and learning that and even just the things die like and, showing the dead body in an anime movie right not done a lot like even just the animation of like him pushing it and it being like kind of like Mufasa limp yeah it, <laughs> like. It it's not very often, and it really punches you when it does. Yeah, it really does, and and mm-hmm. and then the mirror to that later on when he thinks that Hogarth dies. Yeah, it, exactly. it's it's almost like the same. It's almost shot for shot the same thing, but it's Hogarth. Like he yeah. he slightly lifts it up and then lifts the mm-hmm. deer up and then drops it, and the same thing with Hogarth later on. And you yeah. really see that parallel, and it's so well done. And then mm-hmm. and then like the, the just the the meaning behind the deer scene and the souls don't die. Mm-hmm. It's so, so powerful. Yeah. It's so great. Yeah. No, it's a, yeah. Yeah. It's a, did, did you have a favorite scene? I mean, the ending, like, well, not the ending, but the, the part where he gets the missile is kind of the classic, like, right. I don't know. It's, it's you stay, I go. Yeah. So good. good. And, but I think the scene that was probably the most kind of like, I don't know. Well done. I feel like was the one where the the agent um, goes back to his car and there's a bite missing and the camera kind of like yeah swings and then it shows and I was just like oh that was really cool yeah I don't know I don't, I don't know what that one stuck out but story wise yeah the deer one and then for me was when he sees Hogar and he turns and then we kind of see like his full form and then yeah but I think I think for me it's really the the when he says the the classic you stay I go. Mm-hmm. Which is which is a callback from earlier on when he's telling the giant to stay, yeah, for you know stay so so exactly. Hogarth can go back and so it yeah. just yeah it, it really everything has like a mirror almost yeah everything has has a purpose there's nothing that's just mm-hmm. thrown in this movie because oh because it's funny we need this we need a funny yeah. moment for the kids to like we it's just, we need to sell a toy <laughs> right it, it's everything yeah. is a purpose and it all is in service of the amazing story that they're telling. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So do you want to move on to characters? Yeah, sure. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I think that Hogarth is a fantastic main character. Mm-hmm. Uh, the voice actor did a, an amazing job. Um, yep. And he... Wa- the mom sucked as usual. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, they usually... For some reason, animated movies, like, there's always a missing parent. Mm-hmm. And the the other parent is basically overworked. So it seems like they suck from the movie's point of view, but it's basically just like they have this i don't know 
So the kid's always kind of like more grown up, more mature than right. You know what I, a, I a quote unquote normal or average kid. But you know what I did really like about this was mm-hmm. we do get a small moment of the mom saying, "Hogarth, stop telling stories like a like an iron giant. That's crazy." But there's mm-hmm. never a moment where he is showing her proof and she doesn't believe still, which I I mm-hmm. hate when they do that in movies when they're. Yeah, when the kids are trying to like explain stuff to the to the parents yeah. and like have facts and and you know the parents are still in disbelief and like ah you're yeah. lying forget it like stop stop it what are you doing there's no moment like that which I absolutely love yeah. um, I mean even when the mom is at the junkyard and she sees the the giant uh, pretending to be a sculpture like she's yep. she kind of realizes something else is going on and then when it's kind of revealed she just jumps right into being there with Hogarth which I absolutely yeah. love so mm-hmm. uh, yeah although she wasn't she was definitely probably the weakest character in the story um, mm-hmm. I think yeah, I liked she, her she didn't really have a character yeah like she didn't really have a personality mm-hmm. you know yeah she was sassy when she needed to be but Mm-hmm. I don't know. But the the artist, he was good. Yeah, Dean was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um So uh that was Jennifer Aniston as the mother. Right. And then uh Harry Connick Jr. as Dean. And yeah, Dean is also another fantastic character. Um yep. kind of a a good replacement for that sidekick ter- character that helps out the main character, mm-hmm. you know, do what they need to do. Um yep. He was set up properly. He's a funny guy. Um, you know, having him own the junkyard and be this kind of artist is a really kind of new fun thing that they kind of introduced for this movie. So, yeah. I yeah, I really liked him. Um, yeah. And then uh, I think one of my favorite characters in this movie, though, was Kent Mansley. The, yeah, the, the agent. The yeah. agent. He's absolutely amazing. Like, he's so yeah. funny in this movie. Um, he's like just the perfect amount of like evil where he's kind of this like weasel. Yeah. But then exactly. because our main character and the person that we're following is just a little kid, he's still like empowering and like, mm-hmm. ter- like yeah. kind of scary when he needs to be because yeah, he's exactly. an adult. And mm-hmm. really what does this kid fear more than adults and kind of, you know, that <laughs> he, he's kind of powerless to them. So, yeah, exactly. so I think that yeah, he he was really written very smart. Mm-hmm. Um, but did you know that uh, Warner Brothers had some ideas for who they wanted for this cast? No, and yeah, they Bradbury really kind of fought them for um, uh, with the cast. The only person that uh, Warner Brothers chose was actually Jennifer Aniston as the mom. Right, uh, which I think she works at. Like I, I think that she's she does a pretty good job yeah. voice acting. But I mean, it's a very it's probably a very large bill for a mediocre role. Right. Well, I don't like I, I don't know though. At the time, I think that when did Friends start? I think Friends started in ninety nine. Let's Google. Let's see. Is if Friends started in nineteen ninety nine, then they they definitely recorded before she was big. No, nineteen ninety four to two thousand four. Ninety four. Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah. she was probably. Yeah, so so friends were what probably money. just started, yeah, like for a few years. Yeah. So but okay. Um yeah, because I, that's another like that 
if there's any sidekicks, the musicals and high paid voice actors that don't really bring <laughs> right. anything to movies are like the three, like, why? Studios, why do you keep doing this? But I don't know. Brings in the money, maybe. I- I'm going to have you guess who they wanted for Kent Mansley. Wait, who did it? What? Who who voiced them? Oh, uh, Chris McDonald. Christopher okay, McDonald. I'm going to say Conan O'Brien. No, <laughs> that that's very no. good though. Yeah, that the hair definitely would have made me yeah. think that. Um, uh-huh. I'll give you a hint. It's action star. Oh, Vin Diesel? Because <laughs> no, Vin Diesel plays the giant. Yeah, no, maybe he was, maybe Robert was like, yeah, he can do this guy. <laughs> no, no lines. Well, two lines. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Really? Yeah, they wanted Arnold Schwarzenegger as uh, Ket. Kent Mansley, hmm. which is I can see it. Really? No, <laughs> no, because I can't see that at all. Because I can see him as the general, right? That comes in, yeah, like, but like a really interesting cameo. But, but he definitely cannot play this like weaselly. Yeah, no, you know, pencil pusher kind of character. character. Yeah, exactly. Oh, like I, I can't. Ugh, that would be so bad. Yeah. Hog, hog, yeah. Like it's just, <laughs> yeah, it, it would not work. Um, and then they wanted somebody else. I'm trying to remember. Um, oh, for Dean, they wanted John Travolta. Wow. Which I I don't know. I maybe John Travolta could have been could have been good at it voice. Been fine. Yeah. yeah, his voice is not like unique enough. Yeah, like Schwarzenegger's voice is like, oh, you know exactly but, right, but. His voice, and especially back then, like yeah, and maybe he could have had that kind of like jazzy feel that yeah. Dean has, like that artist vibe. So I think it could have been fine, yeah. but but again, a big bill for not exactly. Like, they don't. I don't know. For me, the the voice actors, like I don't know, they just they seem to pay a lot. For, yeah, yeah, you don't for like a very famous title mm-hmm. type thing. No, I uh, I agree. The other characters, Iron Giant. Uh, the Where's Giant, yeah, he was absolutely fantastic. Um, I think Vin Diesel did a fine job doing what little voice acting yeah. he had to do. Um, yeah. A very so was Vin Diesel big back then. Groot feel. I think, um, I think he did Pitch Black around then, right? I'm not sure, to be honest. Vin Diesel. Uh, I was going to tell me when I Google him. Let's see what his filmography. Uh, 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 uh. He was in the same Private Ryan. Oh, okay. I think he. I think he's probably just a gravelly voice. Right, and I think he was doing some voice acting around then because he was also yeah. doing like Street Sharks and stuff like that. Right. So yeah. I think that he. Well, he did a commercial. Did he did voice for that too. Possibly. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he he was probably just like a little bit bigger in voice acting. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I thought that he was good. I think that the character was so extremely well done with being this big kind of intimidating character in size, mm-hmm. but having this yeah. gentle, uh, soulful, like childlike uh, yep. personality was just fantastic. Yeah. And it's also very hard to film an, like a movie or animate a movie with characters with that different sizes. Right. Like, it's hard to get them in shot together. So they did really good for that too. Yeah, no, it was fantastic. And, and a lot yeah. of that has to do with the fact that they went so uh, detailed with their Leica for this movie. They right. spent a very large chunk of the budget on storyboarding and mm. the producers really didn't like that. 
So, no, so what they get, they, they get antsy, right? So, and they were really confused because they couldn't. They were spending lots of money, but they, they didn't have anything to show for it because it's just storyboards. Mm. So, yep. one of the storyboard artists decided to scan all of their storyboards into the computer, and they used this new program at the time called uh, After Effects. I don't know if you've ever heard Ooh. of that. Never heard of it. <laughs> it's uh, That's funny by this uh, company called Adobe. Adobe, 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 I think it's called. Uh, But yeah, they made their pretty much the first uh, story reel that was like that. That was in depth. Um, Yeah. So they it was you know kind of state of the art at the time that they were they had these like fantastic, almost like half animated storyboards. So they, yeah. they could move the camera around and really show what they mean rather than having the two panels side by side to show the camera move or, yeah. you know. So, they, yeah, they, they kind of uh, invented this new way of storyboarding and, and showing right. the story beforehand. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And, I mean, another thing that they invented, too, was the fact that the Iron Giant was 3D. Yeah. It was 3D animated. So the entire movie is hand, hand animated um, yep. and the giant was modeled and animated in 3d mm-hmm. which was not a new thing at the no. time but they actually created um new software a new program that actually mm-hmm. introduced imperfections into the render oh, so the line cool. work for the giant when they rendered it out was rendered to jagged. be imperfect so that way it looked hand-drawn exactly hmm. so nice. that's why it blends so well in this movie yeah, because um, yeah, it felt really good. Yeah, it, it really did. Um, I couldn't tell really that that it was like if I didn't know already, I I probably would have wouldn't have really thought about it. Right. No, it's, it's, the the movement's always smoother with three D. Like you'll never be able to get the like kind of like I don't know. There's something with the hand drawn animation that just has like it's rough, but it's nice. Mm-hmm. And then when you have three D models, it just moves a little bit more cleanly right. and it just feels a little bit more it pops out a little bit and, and i think and maybe one day we'll get there but and i think yeah, you can still tell yeah i think that because uh the only character that was 3d was the giant and this robotic kind of mm-hmm. mechanical yeah, movements exactly. it helped mm-hmm. because it i thought it blended really well and yeah i mean just a few years before this hercules came out and it has mm-hmm. some of the worst 3d yes. and 2d combination like yeah. The the Hydra and Hercules is completely 3D animated and it's really bad. Yeah, it's it works for some shots but that's oh, like, it's Whoa. it's rough. Mm-hmm. Like it does not blend well together at all. Like it looks like two completely different movies. Mm-hmm. Um so I thought that that was something that was just com- just so fantastic. Uh yeah. about this movie it was was the Especially integration. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. So so good. Yeah, but yeah, that's that's the characters, and that's a little bit of the uh, making of this movie behind the scenes too. Mm-hmm. Um, but did you know? Th- I, I assume that you knew this movie was a flop at the time. Yes. Um, before this movie came out, another Warner Brothers movie was released and bombed, and that was Quest for Camelot. Mm. Um, and after that, there were rumors that. Warner Brothers really did not want to have an animation division anymore, and they were going to shut it down. Right. Yeah. So the Iron Giant team was really scared that this was going to happen. 
Uh, Warner Brothers kind of stopped giving money to animation as well. Like they still had budget and they were still paying their people, but they weren't putting any more attention there. Um, There was no marketing for this movie. Like the movie was like, like really close to being finished and they still hadn't advertised for this movie where Tarzan was coming out the same year and they had been advertising for well over a year. Yeah. And there was still nothing for Iron Giant. Um, and they were really scared that it wasn't going to be successful because of that. So yeah, well, I mean, it wasn't. <laughs> somebody on the team at uh, at Warner Brothers Animation working on Iron Giant leaked the movie. Oh, really? The entire movie. Yeah. Um, hmm. Half of like a, a, huge chunks of the movie were still the storyboard and Leica. So it wasn't yeah. done, and everything that was fully animated was pencil animated. Like, it wasn't cleaned up or anything. Right. So this still uh, anonymous person, nobody knows who the, who it was to this day, mm-hmm. uh, gave the entire movie to this movie review website right? Uh, and just told him to watch it by himself and not to put it out anywhere, which is right. terrifying if you think about it today because that could mm-hmm. never happen, but... No, um, but he gave it like a, a fantastic reviews, which kind of, which Bradbird hated at first, but then kind of realized this is something, this is good. They can kind of use right. this as leverage to mm-hmm. force Warner brothers to do a test screening. And when they did, right. it was fantastic. It, it was the like highest test screening that Warner brothers had ever had. Right. And Warner brothers kind of realized like, Oh shit. We have we have a hit on our hands. Like this is a fantastic movie. So they were like, okay, we're gonna push. Some of the executives were were trying to push it so that way the release was a year later. Right. So a lot of people were thinking that, oh yeah, it's gonna be. We're gonna push this back. We're gonna release in two thousand. Right. And Brad Bird and the animation team were terrified because they were like, Warner Brothers wants to shut us down. Yeah, if yeah, yeah. if we push this release, if it's not released right now, this movie's never coming out right. because they're just going to shut oh, it down Jesus. and it's not going to have a release. So they said, no, yeah. you need to do it now. Start advertising for it. Yeah, four months before the movie comes out. They set a release mm-hmm. date for August of 1999 and uh, they started pushing out trailers for this thing. Yeah. Poof. Yeah. So That's crazy. they had four months to advertise this movie. It's crazy because it almost feels like an indie studio, like inside a bigger studio, right? You know, like it almost feels like that production team was like their own little, like which it almost indie. was because yeah, it kind of is, I guess, in a way. Yeah, because uh, animation at the time, really, the big heavy hitters were Dis- was Disney. That was it. So yeah. all of the good yeah. good animators and you know the well known people in the industry were over there working for Disney. So yeah. Warner Brothers mm-hmm. really like it was Brad Bird's it. ragtag group of filmmakers. Mm-hmm. Some of them had never worked yeah. on a movie ever in their entire life, and they were brought in right. to be the heads of this new animation studio working on the Iron Giant, which is crazy. Yeah. It's crazy though because it did turn out very well. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, but the marketing absolutely sucked for this movie. Mm-hmm. Have you seen Have you seen the trailer for this movie? No. Oh my god, it is god awful. <laughs> like they try to spin it like a regular animation movie. Yes, like made somebody zany. Yeah, yeah. It, they had like this rock music, and they were like, 
get ready to rock and it shows the like the giant grabbing the uh, the the power plant and getting zapped and roll and it's like this like it's just they they really dumbed it down and tried to make it yeah. this kind of zany uh, kids movie oh yeah, yeah. get ready to Crazy go robots. to outer space and it had that like Ugh. awful like movie trailer voice and yeah oh it's so bad they didn't put any posters like nothing I, I remember Jeez, I remember hearing Brad Bird uh, in an interview or something. He was talking about how he went to go see the movie in the theater for the first time. He went to his movie theater and they had all mm-hmm. of these posters up for all, like every movie that was out. And underneath Except it, it that. had the showtimes. Yeah. And when you looked at the Iron Giant, it had the showtimes and then it had a taped up line piece of paper that had it. Iron Giant scribbled on it. <laughs> oh, like that's crazy. That's so disheartening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he went into the theater. He's like, "There's five people here yeah. watching the movie." Like, just uh, people, people like worked on it. <laughs> so uh, yeah, just uh, that's that sucks. Yeah. So it had a 48 million dollar budget, and it only made 31.3 million dollars. Mm. I wonder where is that now, though, with all the sales and stuff. You know what I mean? Like it's. Yeah, it does have a lot of uh, re-releases for in the in the movies, um, yep. like re-release uh, theater showings, and I'm yeah, and sure they did, a, they did a re-release with that big Iron Giant statue, right? Like it was like three years ago. Maybe? Yeah, yeah, probably about three years ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also did do like a DVD and Blu-ray sales and stuff like that, but yeah, I don't know very many people that I've seen this movie outside of the animation industry. Mm, like, yeah, like I it's, really it talks to people outside the animation it's industry. It's very, so right. It, it's, it's know. very big in the animation world. Like if you're an animator or working in the animation industry, you've, you've probably seen the iron giant. And if you haven't, yeah. you've probably been bullied until you see it. Like it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's very big. Right. Mm-hmm. But like, none of my other friends have seen the iron giant. Like, even throughout high school, uh, I never really had friends that watched The Iron Giant. Yeah, I'll just sit down and watch it. Yeah, I, I did. And I, I did make some of my friends sit down like, you need to watch yeah. this movie. It's fantastic. <laughs> and, you know, they ended up loving it. So, yeah, it was ve- it was a very underrated movie for sure. Mm-hmm. And speaking of underrated movie, we put out a question to our audience about we did. what their favorite underrated movie was. Mm-hmm. Let me pull those up. Oh uh, yeah, please. But, 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 we got. But, we actually got but, quite. Uh, we got quite a few responses for this yeah, one. Like a it, lot. We we got a lot of people chiming in. Um, we have uh, Mike L, who is actually uh, a fellow podcaster. I have a podcast with him with the Comic Book Syndicate, talking about Spider Man comics. Uh, he commented saying Scott Pilgrim versus the world, hmm. which is, yeah, another fantastic movie. That's uh, Does that one technically flop. I don't know if it flopped. I don't know if it, this is necessarily flops either. I think it's just just flew under the radar. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that one was very good. Movies yeah. that need more praise. And yeah, Scott Pilgrim but versus again, the world. I guess, very I guess good. it's hard to see because like from the animation industry, like we, we tend to watch more movies than on average. Right. I think. Yeah, for sure. In the world. Why can't I? Even find our page, mm-hmm. like, um, 
then Chelsea says the secret of Kells, which is so fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Even, what's the other movie that they did? Uh, Song of the Sea. Yeah. Very, oh, very, very too. good. And that studio, I love that studio because like they're two. Well, I don't know how many movies are that, but the two that I've seen have been like just different. You know, yeah, it's just a nice, yeah, yeah, very different. Nice. They have their own style. Like the storytelling is mm-hmm. very unique too. Very, very good. Yeah. Um, we have Andrew Persibali says the dead don't die, which I haven't haven't really heard of. No, which me it, either. Dead, uh, which I think no, uh, yeah. kind of makes it a good case for being an underrated movie. But that's yeah. a movie that came out this year. Oh yeah, with Kylo Ren. Yeah, yeah, with uh, Bill Murray and. Um, Huh. Adam Driver. There we go. Yeah, so hmm. this this kind of looks interesting. I'm definitely going to have to take a look at this movie because it all yeah, it has sure. Steve Buscemi and Tilda Swinton, Selena Gomez. Wow. Danny Glover. Hmm. Okay, yeah, I'm definitely going to have to check this out. Yeah. That's pretty interesting. Okay, well, thank you, Andrew, because that's uh, that's definitely going to go on my list of movies to check out now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Jesse Chu talking about Flyboys. Which is the so 2006, I think, with James yeah, Franco. James Franco, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Didn't watch that one either. True Romance, Jeff Smith says. Hmm? Um, Becky says Cellular, which I Cellular. don't know if I'm familiar with either. Uh, I'm going to have to look that up. It's a 2004 call. film. She's been kidnapped and is going to be killed soon. Oh, with Jason oh, Statham, Chris that. Evans. Okay. I think I might have watched that, actually, with, yeah, Jason Statham. It's basically just an action movie. Yeah. Crime thriller. But anyway, on Facebook, Deanna said uh, Muppet Treasure Island. Oh. She loves the music. Tim Curry's always a gem and a funny retelling of a classic story. Nice. It's nice. Uh, Chloe actually said Iron Giant. Ah, that's funny. It's funny because, well, listen to this podcast, I guess. Yeah, Chloe. Brody Blanchett said Small Soldiers, which oh. probably, I'd probably watch that again. I loved that as a kid. Yeah, I remember like a, loving a mature that movie as a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't know how it would do now. Yeah. I, mean, I think it's still... I, I wonder if it still uh, some, has some that charm. Some movies I'm scared about going back mm-hmm. and like ruining it, you know? Because I did watch the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 90s TV show. Right. And let, me, let me tell you, there's a lot of puns. It's just <laughs> every line just leads to a pun, and I just... Oh. Uh, maybe I should watch more than one episode again, right? Because the Spider-Man t- '90s TV show still holds up. Yeah, you know what? The te- you know what? A m- Teenage Mutant Turtles didn't feel like it did. Mm. You know what? Mm. A movie that for me didn't hold up is you're gonna upset fans. Aren't you? I'm gonna upset fans. Yeah, but it's Space Jam. Yeah, I went back and watched Space Jam, and I was like, this movie's not fun. This movie sucks. <laughs> what the hell yeah. was I thinking? It's very heavy on the Michael Jordan. Yeah, it's it, yeah. it's very heavy on the '90s references too. Like, yeah. it's such a '90s movie. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just leave it in our, our memories of awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Mike Brown said Prisoners. Incredibly dark performance from oh Hugh Jackman. A riveting movie overall. I haven't seen it or heard it's of it. It's fantastic. Yeah, I, I definitely highly recommend list, that then. movie. And then lastly, Robert Smith says Treasure Planet, which is oh. also a great animated movie. Yeah, that's... And I wish another one that like you could tell that a lot of love went into. Right. Like, just no marketing and that's again some good use of 3d in that one too right that's another movie that has like a crazy backstory which i'm sure we'll get into one day because i I definitely think that treasure planet would be a fun movie to to talk Mm -hmm. about yeah yeah 
And then over on Twitter, we have uh, we have Tanner saying that her favorite is Coraline. Oh yeah, and basically every like a movie is kind of underrated, eh? right? Every, it kind of sucks because they're very good. Yeah. Um, she says it came out in 2009, and it seems only in the past couple of years have more people really begun to acknowledge it exists, which is true. I think mm. it's kind of started to become a little bit bigger. Well, I think stop motion in general is, I think, getting more respect yeah. than it, like than previous years, mm-hmm. which is nice. And then our last response is from Rufus, and they say that Song of the Sea. Is there an uh, unappreciated yeah. movie, which we, yeah, just yeah. talked about and definitely agree with. Yeah, agreed. So, yeah, if if you guys enjoy the podcast and would like to kind of weigh in with what you think about the movies we talk about or might want to, you know, get a chance of getting a shout out on the podcast and answering some of the mm-hmm. questions we put out each week, you can find us over at J&J Lose the Plot on Facebook and JJ Lose the Plot on Twitter. And I definitely uh would love to hear some feedback from and i like guys. your post i like all the posts yeah yeah so if you just want a free like just comment and i'll like it yeah unless you say something stupid then i won't yeah but, that's true i i well, actually if you just if it's really bad we'll probably delete it because <laughs> yeah but yeah i also go in in favorite and heart mm-hmm. and like all of the comments so yeah definitely check us out there but I think that pretty much ends our Iron Giant talk. Uh, it's it's a strong, yeah. strong recommend for me. This oh yeah, absolutely is like in for me it's a perfect movie. Like it's one hundred out of one hundred, hundred percent. It's fantastic. I'd recommend it to anybody. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. Go watch this movie. Time for Joel's game corner. Joel's game corner. Yeah, it's a segment. Oh man, it's in our podcast. Well, I well, I'm very excited to see what the segment's about. Take me to take it's me up. to your corner. Well, first off, Pokemon's out next this week, actually, so we won't have another episode before it comes out. I'm so excited. The reason the next episode will be late, I'm guessing. Oh, uh, uh, maybe Sword and Shield. Josh, which one did you get? I'm getting Sword. I got shield. Perfect. So together we'll have all the Pokemons. Yes, we're gonna um, trade them all. Yeah, another one, Remnant from the Ashes. Now that one came out, I don't know, a couple years ago, uh-huh. probably. Well, maybe last year, but it's very good. If you like Dark Souls, it's like Dark Souls Light, I guess, mm-hmm. but it's very, it's very friendly to co-op. Okay. So, very good. And then Divinity Two, I've been playing that as well. Ooh. That one is like dnd on a computer it's very good oh dang um, it's very very open the combat's a little slow but once you get characters like high enough levels you can really start doing strategy like let's say you have a guy that can cast earth spells it'll put oil everywhere and then you have another guy that can cast fire spells and it'll light that oil on fire oh that's really cool so they kind of like work together yeah you're really able to change the landscape that you're fighting on and really make the enemies kind of work around that so it's that's quite the fun game to play with your friends if or by yourself there's you can just have four characters and you control all of them so cool and that's it um uh yeah that's it for my corner well you know what honestly joel i love this corner because i don't know video games very well well there you go so this maybe we'll come back you know can you tell me anything about this new baby vorg video game what <laughs> death stranding have you heard of death Stranding? oh yeah i don't know i mean it's it's a, it's definitely a not a video game in the in the classical sense it's more of a 
cinematic experience type thing. Okay. I, so have a lot of people are coming, going in ex- expecting no, but I've I've seen a lot of reviews. I think it's on PS4 only right now. I think so. Okay, I'm gonna have to. Yeah. yeah maybe I'll look up some. But I think some walkthroughs. Yeah, I think place. so. I think the was it one second. I'm gonna Google for a second mm-hmm. before I. Hideo Kushima. Yeah, the Metal Gear guy, right? Yeah. So basically, like I think a lot of people are expecting, like a very he- action heavy game, but it's really just a like a mess, kind of a messed up mm. story. So I think I think that's what it is. But it looks very good, and I think probably very good to just watch a let's play of, honestly, if you don't have a PS4. Yeah, but I think it is coming out for PC later. So, um, but yeah. Do you have any news? Yeah, I do have uh, some things I'd like to talk about. Um, the first thing I want to talk about is this new Scoob trailer. Yeah. So it's this new fresh reboot of the Scooby-Doo franchise and done in a 3D animated style. And mm-hmm. the characters are designed to emulate the 2D um, designs. Yeah. And I think it looks fantastic. Yeah. And I think, I think too, like, I mean, just a disclaimer to everybody. I've never liked Scooby-Doo as an IP. Uh, as a kid, it was the cartoon before my cartoons. Oh, um, really? As yeah, it was always like the one that I was like, I guess I'll freaking watch this one because I know that's when like Darkwing Duck and stuff's gonna be afterwards, <laughs> like good cartoons. And I think because it was it was just repeated like this formula. Mm. Now I know a lot of people love it, so please, just we have different opinions. That's fine. <laughs> but I think for me, this movie anyway, it looks like they break that formula, and I think. Maybe that will actually be pretty good. And I do like the kind of sneak peek at the younger Shagging Scooby, I think. Yeah. Bring. I just want a new story with these characters, basically. I guess that's what I'm getting at. Yeah, it, it looks very fantastic. Uh, animation mm-hmm. is great. Rendering is very good. The models are, mm-hmm. like, the best thing, I think, about it is, is mm-hmm. their designs and how they were able to translate the 2D uh, characters yeah, the 3D much, models. Yeah, it's very much the 2D, just the 3D. Mm-hmm. They didn't do too much to it. Which it, is good. it kind of reminds me of the uh, Peanuts movie feel, where mm, where it yeah. where you can tell that they really focused on translating how it the characters work and act in 2D, yeah. and making sure that they look the same in 3D. Mm-hmm. Maybe not to that extreme extent, but you no, know, yeah, Peanuts was its own. Like they really did crazy stuff on that. Mm-hmm. But um yeah do you have anything you want to talk about uh not much i mean i had the scooby-doo thing too but i guess there's the soul um oh yeah pixar dropped that i think earlier last week yeah very last week it looks Uh, very good it looks it looks pretty good but i feel like maybe they've already kind of told this story it's just kind of a reiteration but i i think i don't don't know though because i i don't think that this is gonna be like an inside out thing i think it's gonna be more of a like exploration of the soul and who you are as a person so that could be kind of fun yeah, but i feel like coco kind of did that so like it's kind of like a mi- mixture of coco and and an inside out I, but i don't know yeah maybe yeah it's it true. might be good like i mean it's you know i think it's going to be at least decent yeah it's going to be great, beautiful so. yeah the the pigeons in that movie were oh my god the trailer yeah was fantastic looking yeah um so i, I think i'm pretty excited for that yeah too. definitely excited for that uh did you see that some in at some convention the community cast was reunited oh really yeah so the uh the Hmm. cast of community uh was together and it was pretty much everybody i think the only one that really wasn't there was donald glover 
And, right. and of course, Chevy Chase because yeah, che- it's Chevy Chase. <laughs> um, there was a lot of stuff there. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but of course, they got the uh, the question about whether they're going to do their movie that they've always kind of joked about with their six seasons in a movie. And they, everybody said they are 100% in, they will drop whatever they're doing. If they're going to do movie, as long as Dan Harmon comes and writes it. Right. Hmm. So that's kind of exciting that there's, there might be a possibility for that. Um, yeah, it could be a like, nice like wrap up maybe. Mm-hmm. Although like I think Community the first four seasons or so were some of the best television ever. Like it, it's absolutely yeah, well, fantastic. Three. Was it the first yeah. three? Yeah. Yeah, and then John Hammer left for the fourth, and right? He came back for the fifth, I think. But then he had to kind of fix the fourth. Yeah. Like all the stuff that kind of implanted in there, and I think there was a sixth, maybe. I don't. Yeah, remember I think there's now. six seasons. So, there, so yeah. that's why they're kind of like six seasons in a movie, and they, yeah. So people are really kind of pushing for that movie. Um, just to finish the joke. But I think that it's some of the best TV that's and best storytelling in in television ever. Yeah, no, it was really good, and, and the characters are are fantastic. Yeah, I think because they yeah. they all they were always scared that they were going to get canceled. Like mm-hmm. that was really their thing is no, nobody's watching the show. We're going to get canceled. So let's just make whatever we want. Well, to I, think make. They get, I think they kept getting canceled. Yeah, they, they, honest, they were. Every year they got canceled. So they were really free to kind of do whatever they wanted episode to episode. So you really got some fun episodes where they were playing D&D and they were having yep. like a, a paintball. paintball fight. And it was like mm-hmm. done in different styles and they could kind of do these different yep. parodies. And I think it's just such a fantastic show. Really good, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really kind of fell apart after Dan Harmon left and a lot of the cast started leaving and yep. it kind of turned into like a husk of a show it used to be. Yeah, exactly. So I'm really curious to see what a movie would Could look do. like. Yeah. Yep. So that's kind of interesting. Yeah. And uh, I guess the last thing I want to say, there's nothing I really want to talk about, but I just want to, Give a uh, happy 50th birthday to Sesame Street. Oh. Yeah. Sesame 50. Street turned 50. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Sesame Street's oh, just amazing. So good. Yeah. Well, we really talked about oh, a lot too. of good things on this episode. Yeah. Let's not talk about anything bad. Let's just end okay, it. Okay. Yeah. Let's let's end it here before something bad happens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Before we turn on the news or something. Yeah. Okay. Hey, Josh, what am I watching this week? Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. So I know exactly the movie we're going to watch. And oh. and I had it planned this entire time. Oh, really? Yes. Oh. It's a movie called Porco Rosso. Oh. Yay. Yeah. Yeah, beautiful. So that's a uh, Hayao Miyazaki film. Yep. So uh, that's going to be fun, I think. Well, that's it for us here at JJ Lose the Plot. Yeah. Uh, why don't you check us out on Facebook and Twitter at JJ Lose the Plot? Um, please give us some feedback of what you guys think about the episodes, what you think about the movies yeah. we talk about, and answer some of the questions we put out there because we'd love to hear from you and keep that conversation going. Um, I think a big help would be to give us a review on Apple Podcasts. That would be fantastic. Um, 
And uh, the last thing I want to say to you before we leave is a big thank you to the musical ghost for the use of our theme song, Swing All Night and Day. And thank you for watching with your ears. Got it. Nice. You did it, Joel. 11th episode. Yeah. Okay, bye. All right. Bye. See you next time.